Hi, everybody. Thank you for tuning in and listening to um, Otherland Dreams. I am Lady Stars of Fire. I'm here with... Who am I here with? Uh, who? I'm, I'm kind of curious. Who's here? <laughs> Who's here? <laughs> I see you, the DJ. I don't see anybody else, though. Well, you don't can't really see you in the screen. <laughs> oh, I'm here. <laughs> uh, yeah, but I don't count. You so. count. I count. You oh, count. You I, count. I, I did pass kindergarten. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> For those of you who aren't who, who aren't watching and going back and watching the videos, you know of our show, you can't tell that he has a hood on, so you can't fully see his face. And so I was like, even though you can't really see his hair. <laughs> well, I don't think that people can mistake the the infamous, I guess, voice of the hill hippie. Oh no. It's one and only, and I'm sorry if it hurts your ears. It hurts mine, too. <laughs> we love you. You make us laugh. Well, at least I can do something right. You, you, no, you do a lot right. You do a lot right. You're, you're very intelligent, and you help you help me in many ways, but you also make us laugh, which is a very positive thing. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> anyway. All right, let's talk about some tools. All right, exactly. Um, Phrasing! <laughs> Sorry, I'm a little slow. <laughs> so anyway, um, tonight, tonight's show, and I think tonight and at least one more show may end up being more than that, depending on how it all works out. Um, we're going to be talking about, you know, all of your magical, your spiritual, your shamanic, your witchy tools. So I know we're not going to be able to cover everything in one show. Right. I'm not sure how many shows will be dedicated to shamanic tools particularly. Uh, probably just the one. We'll see how it plays out because a lot of the crossfire... It's getting warm. A lot of the uh, crossover <laughs> can be hit in uh, some of the witchy tools that can be used in shamanic practice, uh, tantric practices, uh, yogi practices, so on and so forth. Exactly. But at the same time, we tend to get a little long-winded when we start just bullshitting and talking. I plead the fifth. <laughs> so sometimes that's why I'm saying we know it'll at least be two shows and we'll just see where it goes from there on how long it takes us to go over everything. But I wanted to start off with, you know. Oh, so you're saying it all depends on how long it takes us to get there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't be premature with your shit. <laughs> That um, is some sound <laughs> advice. Very sound <laughs> advice. Don't be premature. Yeah, do it right. Make it laugh. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm see. I've told you I'm a bad influence. <laughs> but it makes it amusing, so it's <sighs> <all good. laughs> on with the show. <laughs> so anyway, 
like I said, I wanted to start off with um, some shamanic ideas of different tools that shamans use and, you know, just in general on the whole spiritual level because it may not necessarily be shamanic that is using them. I mean, you may not consider yourself a shaman in any way, shape, or form. But then in different cultures, you know, shamans are seen in different ways. Right. So different ways, and then they use different tools depending on the situation of the shaman or the shaman practitioner, the witch doctor, so to speak, however you may want to see it for different areas or cultures of the world. Right. So with that being said, there are different ones, like he said, that, you know, come and go and intertwine in different areas. But, um... The shaman is responsible for uh, summoning friendly spirits to intervene with evil spirits or thought of as evil spirits, you know, that has bought, that has brought bad occurrences and situations. Um, they will summon them for ceremonies and different situations for uh, different work. One of the things that uh, shamans often use are masks. And they have different boom. <laughs> they have du different duties, you know. These masks do for different situations, different things. And before we get into discussing about that, you said you don't have any masks. Well, besides the hood, no. I just haven't got around to making any. See, now I've pulled off a bunch of different information from a bunch of different websites, you know, to support the conversation that we're about to have. Mm -hmm. But I'm very much pulled to the masks, personally. They do have some interesting uses, particularly for uh, protecting one's eyes from uh, light getting in during the journey ceremony and for uh, recentering yourself after upon return before... Uh, interacting with anyone that may or may not be in the uh, space with you where the ritual or journey is performed. Yes, and see, uh, wanna, for different reasons of why you would use it, which we're going to discuss in just a minute, um, you know, go into some of these different ideas. But I, I've noticed, too, for me personally, it's a good way to not block my focus. It, it, I mean, because you people, they will use the. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm, I'm laughing at what he's doing on screen. Um, <laughs> I mean, people will use the mask for different reasons, but I've noticed also uh, um, with some of the ones that I have had, I didn't think about bringing any for the show tonight, and I do apologize. I just didn't even think about bringing one right over my head. But um, that's yeah, masks typically go over the head and onto them. Yeah, I meant bringing masks or any of the different tools, so to speak, because, you know, I wasn't thinking show and tell. I was thinking show <laughs> as in talk. <laughs> so you weren't thinking show and tell. You were just thinking tell. Tell, yes, because I wasn't thinking about the video. Anyway, anyway, anyway. <laughs> my, But my thing is, is I've noticed for me the, the masks, you know, come in good for helping you stay in focus of what you are doing and you don't get, it does keep the darkness in so that you can see what you're doing in your journeying, you know, very well, yes. But it also keeps you from getting caught up in the world around you mm -hmm. so that you don't get sidetracked or out of focus or lose the situation at all. As well as when you're in a real deep merge, I mean, like, the merge is 100%. You're not, like, semi-merged. Mm -hmm. Um our eyes tend to do weird stuff. And that also can be a little bit 
confusing for somebody else who might be working with you. You know, if you're the shaman doing the work, seeing your eyes get a little bit weird, it's just because you go into such a trance, like, viewing. Mm -hmm. Your eyes become very trance-like. Well, yeah, you do go into a trance. It's, yeah, but what I'm saying is, is while we're in a trance, our eyes and our facial expression changes. It's not like the structure changes, but... Or does it? We, we get a little bit, we, we don't look like we normally would in the sense of like our facial expressions and stuff. We kind of shift about and our eyes definitely start acting different. And it's also a way of making sure that when they're dealing with the people who we're helping, we're doing our shamanic work with, they're, con they're connecting more with the mask right. than with the strange look of whatever weird stuff's going on with you. Man, they should be more focused on other things than what facial expressions come across. You don't want to see the shaman's O face, all right? <laughs> well, the thing is... Let's is, just get that out there. You, you don't want to oh, see the shaman's O oh, face. Oh, <laughs> No. <laughs> but no, I mean... At the least point not, is... in, not in that type of scenario, you know. Oh. <laughs> I'm sorry, you went there. I couldn't help it. <laughs> You just backed up my point. Thank you. <laughs> Enough said. <laughs> but my point is, is for some people who who don't handle all of the the spiritual work as well, you that may be alarming. You know, seeing the person act this way, and so the masks may act may look sometimes very weird and odd, and have all kinds of different ideas to them. You know, which may be in a. Not alarming, but it may give you an idea because you're following the mask itself. But it keeps you from focusing on what you're not supposed to be focusing on and getting alarmed by how the shaman is acting. Right. Long story short. And it also could be used to scare away specific uh, spirits. Uh, evil spirits is one way that could be done. Uh, one way that I found interesting and want to be incorporating whenever I do just to get around to making a uh, mask for myself for the first time would be, uh, it helps you, uh, if you know you're specifically going to be needing uh, the help of one of your guides or your totem, like uh, Lady Stars and Fire uh, uses a snake a lot when she's doing extractions. You have ma uh, the uh, snake uh, symbology incorporated into your mask. You know, maybe you've got some snake skin put on there somewhere. I don't know. I don't know how creative or uncreative you are. But it that would just be a good way to help you connect with your guide. Is some that type of sim, uh, symbolism is the word I was groping for poorly. Right. All right. Now get back to what um, some of the stuff that I pulled up was. Various ceremonies are emphasized with different aspects with the relationship that the shaman will have with humans, with the spirit world, and with animals in general. The shaman is an important an important person in the belief system of the mediator between these worlds. So they're the person who goes back and forth. They are the one who is invoking through the vision and the various spirits that is given to them for the guidance. They are also the person who exercises the evil spirits caused by the illnesses or does such extractions. Let me change my page here real fast. See what else I have going on. What do you got going on? What I, got, what you, I got a lot of stuff going on, but anyway. Show us. <laughs> All right. But the, uh, the shaman may wear the mask for many different traditional rituals, 
Um, some are relationships that occur between the man and the ancestors in general. Some are between, you know, animal and relies on food and life source situations. Um, it could be dealing with storytelling, you know, dances, um, because there are shamanic dances as, as well, you know, that help with healing in different ways, depending on what the situation is for you. It represents different spiritual helpers, different situations that you may undergo <laughs> within the spiritual world. Um, it also helps bring wishes and game situations from the animal that may help bring forward different guidance to help, you know, help out. So the mass does many different things. You can be a little stinky too. <laughs> well, yeah, I guess so. <laughs> Where is the, uh, I'm surprised you don't have the, uh, 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 coyote in here. But, because you've worn it on your head before. Yeah, but that was just more for laughs than for a mask. But you just put a bear claw on your head versus the well, coyote head. <laughs> well, you know, some of the some of the masks just cover the eyes and stop right below the eyes where the nose is still exposed. And I brought this in for another purpose, you know, for if in case we touch upon medicine bags, because this is going to be turned into my medicine bag. That makes sense. But, uh, I was like, okay, this will work. It covers, but it exposes my big nose, and it's a little stinky. <laughs> yeah, because he's playing with the video with his stuff. <laughs> All right, but um, the masks are usually. Right. I'm playing with the video and my stuff. Phrasing. It, it is his stuff. Phrasing. <laughs> Ek was like, even even I, I'm not even gonna care to go there. <laughs> I, I'm right. It sounds you made it sound like I was making a porno here, involving one person, a one man porno. Boy, that sounds lame. <laughs> You said it, I didn't. <laughs> Actually, you insinuated. Oh, good. I clarified. He's playing with his spiritual stuff. <laughs> I, I do have a ball in my hand. I made a selenite, but I do have a ball in my hand. All right. But anyway. Um, I, I can't help it. I got a fidgeting habit. Many of the animals that are often seen in masks, you know, will deal with wolves, seals, birds, um, and different mystical creatures, as well as I often see ones with skulls and with horns, mm -hmm. um, different forms of antlers, whether it's horns, because sometimes they like to use ram's horns, right? because that would be me. I like ram's horns more than I do uh, deer antlers, but... It depends on the subject and what you're creating with the mask and why, truthfully. Um, let me see, because I'm getting off of subject here because I'm just going after stuff that I already know. What, what, what did you move? Left, right. Oh, okay. Make it a little easier for I'm you to navigate. I'm using El Hippie's computer, and, and I'm not used to the way his stuff works. <laughs> when it comes to his computer. <laughs> I apologize. I'm just full of sexual windows today, and I don't yeah. mean to be. <laughs> I feel like it's going to be an episode where half of the words that come out of my mouth are the word phrasing. <laughs> I need to get one of those air horns that's reprogrammed where I press the button, and it goes, phrasing! <laughs> but, okay, anyway, I'm sorry. I apologize. Um, 
<coughs> but yeah, it depends on what you're using it for. There are also, <laughs> there are such things that some areas, some different cultures create that are also called finger masks. And they are also used from bones and tusks. And the reason I started laughing when you picked up the bear and you put it on your head is because when you were talking about the bear claw is I was thinking more of it as a hand like finger mask, but you'd put it on your head. So that's where my mind was actually going. Yeah, I feel like I'd gouge my eyes out on accident. Yeah, I can understand that. Because there was some big claws. But, um, they, people will wear them for, you know, group dancing, for uh, dancing in different positions, uh, in different ideas for movement of upper body, you know, upper body arm, Arm healing. I'm, so, I'm sorry. I just need to shut You're, you're fine. Go, please go. I'm trying to be quiet over here. <laughs> <laughs> All right. But masks are used also for different ceremonies, for different times of the year. I mean, there, there's, there's different reasons all over the board for basically why you would use them. Uh, they they feature all different kind of ceremonies. I mean, I'm sorry, I'm so pulled off of what I was talking about that I'm just going in so many different directions right Damn. now. Because I'm looking across the room and I just see EK shaking his head like you two fools. Oh no, it's just your fra your phrasing. <laughs> I just get pulled off. <laughs> well, I'm sorry. <laughs> <sighs> <laughs> and it sent EK into Thor Ragnarok. The hammer pulled you off. <laughs> but I mean, and there, I mean, really, there are different cultures throughout the world that use masks for many different reasons. So I'm going to go ahead and get out of this subject because the situation is, is you can use them for any subject you want. I mean, unless you're part of that culture or part of you know their life and you're doing their rituals more or less you're going to be creating your own right so if you're creating your own it's about creating the masks that you need for your work that works better for you and like i said sometimes it's about dance work because i am very much into dance work and i can see that you know shamanic trance with dance is able to help heal you know and the mask would definitely help bring out an aspect of who and what you are. Right. And it's, uh, even if you're, let's say, like me, myself, I study Celtic uh, traditions and shamanism quite a bit because I have a large Celtic Irish uh, heritage. But that doesn't mean I got to strictly follow what's laid out before me. Uh, in order to truly gain a strong spiritual connection and is to forge your own spiritual path while paying homage to what came behind you. If you're just following blindly by those that were uh, came before you, you're not really growing. You're just a ant following the ass of the ant in front of you. Mm -hmm. Don't follow an ass. Blaze your own path. Be your own ass. Be your own ass. <laughs> Be your own ass and find your own path. <laughs> All right. Yeah. <laughs> Listen to other lame dreams so you can be your own ass. <laughs> I think I'm, that's what she said. All right, I'm not allowed to talk anymore, I swear. 
But, I mean, yeah, there's many different reasons you can use the mask for anything that you want. You create it for what fits you and the ceremonies you do, the healing that you need, the spiritual work that you need. And there's no right or wrong. I mean, it can change with you. And the level of work uh, uh, that is put into it is different for each person. I mean, some people are going to go out and actually purchase masks, you know, and they want to purchase masks. But at the same time, it's like I tell people with medicine bags, you know, if you buy somebody else's medicine bag, it may not be quite as powerful. I mean, if, if somebody's making it for you, you know, that if, it, if they're better at connecting the situations, you know, the stones, the herbs, and da-da-da-da-da that's going into the medicine bag, then it may work very well for you because maybe you don't know your stuff well enough yet. However, I mean, I've come to find out I do better when I make my own stuff and I deal with spirit helping me figure out what I'm supposed to be making with it because sometimes I don't even know what I'm making. Also, you have a more personal connection because you've implanted your own energy into the objects that go into the bag and into the bag itself. And both of those are important because from time to time, you're going to take objects out of the bag and replace them with others. Exactly. And that's what I was saying with the mask. You can go out and purchase masks, you know, <clears throat> or you can make them and start digging. When, and when I, I mean like you're digging into the depths of soul because you're bringing out an extension of you within that mask that helps whatever the situation is, whether it's be protective against spirit, whether it's to help emotionally get through dancing stuff, to remove healing. There's different levels of what you do. And then there's also what they call the uh, shaman curtain masks. And those hang and dangle. And they dangle because it's also intentionally meant to be, both of you shut up. <laughs> They're also meant to be that way so that when the shaman moves, the shaman can kind of see out of the mask and kind of keep an eye on what's going on while they're in that merge or a semi-merge, but not necessarily the other people see in. Right. So it allows them to step in and out of that merge and kind of val validate. Put it this way. If you have candles burning and you're doing work, you're just every once in a while want to come back out of the merge and validate, you know, nothing's on fire. I mean, there's reasons for you to be able to be able to see past the mask. Right. Even though you're wearing the mask. So there's different reasons behind it. But with that being said, I want to get into rattles and drums and different aspects. That, I mean, different, what is it? I don't want to say percussion, just, uh, just musical tools. Musical tools works. But most of them are percussive that we will be discussing. Percussive? Mm-hmm. Percussion. Percussive. I guess that would be it in plural. Yeah. All right, I'm sorry. Okay. Sorry, a little slow. I just never heard it in plural. I've always heard it. I don't know why. I just have it. <laughs> I never heard it put in a plural standpoint before. It was always percussion and left that way. So, that uh, anyway, anyway, I'm just talking shit now. So, <laughs> but rattles are seen as a divine gift marked also to help mark the identity of the shaman. It is a magical tool, and it is certainly a magical instrument. Rattles in history um, are used for many different reasons, more or less. So they're much like the mass. They're, they're created 
for different reasons. If you're, he'll help you playing with his rattle. Tell him about your rattle. Mine, as you can tell, is made from a deer's hoof and foot, a little bit of the leg, uh, bones still in there, fur still on it, dew claws are at the bottom, the hooves are uh, all there, and it's got holes drilled in it with the leather hanging down from these holes and other dew claws there which make the rattling noise, which for me, I really dig. It just, the sound just takes me right to the uh, into that nice theta wave state. It, it works really well. It uh, connects with my uh, love of the forest. And it looks cool too. So There's always the aesthetic pleasing portion of it. And it's an extension of you. So if it's something you can connect with, that makes it that much more effective. Alright, I have a question for you. Because I'll talk about some of my rattles in a minute. But um, this is one of those things. Because one of the things that I'm seeing is is rattles, that, from the different information I've looked up, you know, they have their own voice. And that's very true. Mm -hmm. They have their own voice that spirit is given to them depending on how they're made. But how do you hear its voice? How do I hear its voice? Mm -hmm. The funny thing is, I'm a person who hates the cold. Absolutely hates the cold, but when I close my eyes and I start to shake it, I can see in my third eye a forest at night during the winter, full moon shining light through and the sound of the trees' limbs that have got ice crusted over top of them clanking together, making this sound. <laughs> that you know what the, it sounds like to me? That is the voice I get from it. You know what it sounds like to me? What's that? Rain. Okay. I didn't realize that until you were doing it then. And, and you were, I was like, it sounds like you're pulling yourself into a forest with a little bit of rain. So, and, and, and I, that's just my viewing. That means nothing that, that's at well, all how it, it is taken for you. It makes sense because you are a water mm. and I'm an air. But it sounds to me like it pulls you into a place where healing is made because automatically for me, as soon as I hear the rain and the water, that means I'm going into a different flow with, with a healing that's working with the water for me. But I was like, I was wondering if that is bringing you to the same kind of idea. It's, Just because that's what I hear. It's crisp. It's cool. It's, it cuts through. So yeah, it's definitely got a soothing feel slightly unpleasant, but usually healing is slightly unpleasant. Right. It wouldn't be healing if you were comfortable with it. Right. I mean, let's face it. That's part of doing the hard work. Um, <clears throat> but another thing I wanted to ask you, see, because when I was going through all of my shaman schooling and so forth, was, you know, you have to find your beat. You have to learn how to allow your rattle or rattles to sing. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, you have, like you were saying, where you're intentionally shaking it like so. But do you know how to hold it? in your meditation and allow it to talk to you on its own? Uh, typically, if I'm doing that, it's a very subconscious thing because I will 
pop into the hammock into a position where I'm not trying to fall asleep because I've got ways to sit in it that's, all right, I'm staying up, and I've got position that, uh, one position that's like, all right, now we're going, uh, lights out, and it's five, four, three, two. But I will let the arm, either the right arm or the left arm, depending on how I position myself, just hang off to the side, and the hand will just start to move as I'm putting myself into that right mindset. Sometimes it sounds uh, shakes in one pattern. Sometimes it shakes in a different pattern. It just it's what I moved to make uh, moved to make it move. I should say, or how it makes me move it. No, and that's exactly what it's supposed to be. But I was thinking to myself as you're talking, how much freaking easier that is because you're also in the hammock. So you're also rocking in the hammock, which is helping you. Fucking air sign. <laughs> I was like, oh my God, he's just floating in the air and it makes it so freaking easy for him. I was like, yeah, wait, I'm not catching myself on fire, universe. Because <laughs> I'm a fire sign. So, I mean, I was just thinking how easy that worked out for him. Because for me, I have several rattles and, and I love them all. My very first one I'm sorry, my very first one I bought. And it definitely has its importance, but it's not quite the same as the other two. I have three. And um, it definitely has its importance. I, I got it because I was drawn to the coyote. And it's a coyote rattle, but I didn't make it. So I don't 100% have that same connection with it. Coyote rattle? Yeah, it's got coyote fur on it. Yeah, but what's making it rattle? That's the thing. I don't know what's inside of it. Oh, okay. Because I purchased it. So, I mean, and it definitely rattles. It definitely talks to me. It loves me. We have, you know, we do do good work together. But that extra oomph of love because I didn't make it. I don't know what's in it. So there's something that keeps me from using it quite as easily. Gotcha. Do you understand? Um, and this is why I said, you know, with the masks, is the same thing with the rattles. Because I have one rattle, which is when I'm get about to do extractions. <gasps> when I'm about to do extractions, typically shamanic work in general, I notice... If I pull, actually, there's three rattles, and one I didn't even realize was a rattle until right now. Anyway, um, is because the fir the first one I made is a tortoise shell, and inside of it has different things that I've collected of different animals, whether it's you know jewelry of an animal, whether it was feathers. Well, you know, different different things that I've collected in general and then crystals and some herbs and stuff all mixed together. And that is when it's time for me to go into a shamanic trance and I know that I'm about to start doing work. All I have to do is pull it up and put it in my hand and it will start vibrating and making its own noise. I don't have to shake or nothing. It automatically goes in and the trance begins. Mm -hmm. And this is because I made it and it, I made it with the intention of... Call in all the spirits that you need for whatever reason in the world you might need to. Here's all the animals you can think of, basically. And that's what that is. That's my animal rattle. That's exactly what it's for. I'm bringing in earth and I'm bringing in animals. And for whatever reason that is. And that one is my strongest, most powerful. But I've been using it the most because I created it first. My coyote one I don't use as much. And then... 
Hill Hippie and I were talking because I, I have my connection with the snake and I have my connection with the dragon. And strangely enough, what is it called? Viper slap? So I don't have to look it up. Viper slap. Okay. There, and, and then it, that's more of the up-to-date idea, but it's not a rattle. Um, it is a instrument that you can purchase. And the other is what kind? It's a jawbone. A donkey jaw. Yeah, a donkey jawbone. And the idea is the viper slap kind of came from the donkey jawbone or different jawbones, right? Uh, yeah, typically it was the donkey jaw uh, just because for some reason they, their jaws hold the teeth better. They don't... Uh, of course, the, over time they will fall out, but the, you know the teeth become loose in the jaw, and you, you would shake it, and it would create a specific type of rattling sound. Right, but the noise that I got from that when I heard that was connecting me directly with my snake and directly with, you know, the dragon. So they're definitely used for a different thing because I didn't go out and buy those. Now I do want to go out and buy them as an instrument for shamanic level for me, but because I didn't, Ek here has an instrument in his house that reminded me of what I wanted to make to connect with it. And I went and made my own rattle off of the idea of one that he had from somewhere else in the world. And because just like, I'm listening, so what? <laughs> no, he's not. He's, he's oblivious. I'm talking about the rattle that I made mine off of. The rain stick? The rain stick? I think that's what you're talking about. No, 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 no the yeah, yeah, the pop can rattle. Yeah, he had one, and, and as soon as he saw, I saw it, I was like, <gasps> that's how I can make my rattle to do the same idea with the snake thing. And I hold it a whole different way of how his is. But, see, for me, all I had to do with that one was wait for Earth to give me the proper piece of wood, which happened to be a piece of willow that connect me to spirit in general. And then I took bottle caps, and I drilled holes in the bottle caps, and I just barely shake it back and forth and it starts to sound like a rattlesnake nice so it works for me on that but it also if i shake it a different way it picks up like that viper slap sound so it, it more if i start shaking it in a wavy way so it goes from one to the other so i could connect with both and then when me and you were out that day and i said i needed uh Stuff for my extractions, like the bowls and stuff, mm -hmm. that I've I, I've been sitting in outside the whole time, and I've realized I don't use it either, because it's actually a Christmas ornament. That's exactly what it is. It's a Christmas ornament of a wreath made of bells, but that because I use bells is meant for me to clear energy after after everything's all done. Right. So there's four different rattles, basically. And I'm, out, I'm, I'm explaining this to you because I really don't need to get into all the stuff that I looked up because it really depends on what you're connected to and what you need it for. I mean, you, can, you don't have to have one rattle. You can have 15 if you need them. And you connect them however you want for whatever reason you want. But the intention when you're creating it or, or what the intuition when you find it, like in the way of that, that wreath with bells, you know, that intention that's coming with it, the spiritual knowledge of, oh, this is this, you know, will help you understand what you're creating. There's no right or wrong way. I mean, like I said, Hill Hippie's rattle is a foot. <laughs> I mean, it's a foot. It's a foot <laughs> of a deer and it's got hooves on it. 
I mean, she's not wrong. <laughs> it's just it sounds insulting. Your your rattle's a foot. <laughs> I don't uh, mean it wrong. It, it is. <laughs> it, it, it connects him with the forest, which is perfect for him. Oh, and grounding. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe I was grounded too much as a kid. Thanks, mom. <laughs> You're I, why I'm so grounded. So, thank you. <laughs> really. But yeah, I mean, it really depends on what you're what you're wanting it for and how how you want to create it. Just go with your intuition and and create whatever you want and it doesn't have to be perfect. You could always go out and buy them. There's no harm in that. I mean, you may find one that works perfectly for you. But again, if you're making it from your own heart and soul, and you're pulling it from within you, I think it's going to work better for you than anything else you're going to purchase. I agree. Same with drums. Um, both El Hobie and I have drums. And there's many different reasons. I, I use the drum in a whole different manner than I do the rattle. It's a deeper, louder, vibrational frequency of what I need for me. What, what's the drum for you? For me, the drum is when rattle isn't taking me there. I can understand that. It's, uh, it hits a little bit harder. It pushes you down into, the, uh, into those theta wave states uh, a little bit easier. It's, uh, sometimes it's harder to, uh, at least for me, to you know, find the right position to hold the drum because this, the drum that I have right now is not one that I'm going to be using for an extended period of my life. It, it was a good starter drum for me, but it's it's not what I'm ultimately looking for. Uh, I eventually want to get myself a brutum, if, if I'm pronouncing the word correctly, which is a, it's a Celtic word for a drum, literally translated into cow song. Cow song? Cow, cowhide. Oh, okay. The Celts are some creative ones when it comes to their naming of things. Hey, cow song. <laughs> Whiskey. Yeah, exactly. Just point blank. Yeah. <laughs> but, no, I agree because, I mean, what you purchased as your drum, I would have never seen that for you. But it spoke to me. And, and there's and, absolutely nothing wrong with that. It's for you. It, we, it, he works, but he's not He's not my forever drum. He's not, you know, it's like the girl you date in high school. You, it gets you initiated, but you know it's not going to work out long term. You're not that, I wasn't that lucky to find my, uh, I'm only find a the one in high school. with you. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, you know, once, once we go to off to college, it's, it's probably going to be done. Aw, see, my drum, I love my drum, and I, I want to make drums. I really, really do. But I haven't put any time or effort or thought really into it out of the fact that I really want to make drums. I know at some point in my career, I'm going to be making instruments. I am aware of that. I've been told that. But at this point, I'm not there because that's going to have to do more with my connection of what I pull as an empath off people. Right. And then you've got your choice of wood. We won't even get into uh, how... Hides. You, well, yeah, the hides too. But we won't even get into how you're going to tool the the perfect sphere <clears throat> for the drum. Mm -hmm. 
or any of that. But, you know, you got the different woods you would need, the different hides you would want to use, uh, <clears throat> whether you want to go with natural hides versus synthetic, because uh, synthetic, you know, work just fine. And if you're in a high humidity environment, let's say you're going out <coughs> on a weekend retreat with a, a group of people and, you know, you're on, going to want to do some drumming and some uh, ritualistic work. And it's a human weekend out. Your drums are not going to sound the same. You need to have, uh, for natural high drums, once the higher the humidity, the more they're going to soften and less of a, the, the less, the, the tone's just not going to sound the same. I'm at a loss for the proper verbiage here. <laughs> verbiage. But, uh, <clears throat> so if you want to go with the synthetic high, that's okay as well. Because that allows, you know, that's a good outdoor drum. Mm -hmm. What is it? My my drum is actually a Remo drum. And it is, I believe, a buffalo skin that's on the top of it. Now, like I said, I, I went, I, I just, when I first was buying my drum, I, I had no intention of realizing the connection I was going to have with it. Mm -hmm. I had no idea of how important it was going to be it to me in general. And I don't beat on my drum. I, don't, I mean, the way you go about doing your drumming is, is you know, special to you and you alone. It's a connection that you're going to have with spirit, with your drum, and with yourself. Mm -hmm. And how you're doing your drumming, because it's definitely, I, it, I mean, it's it's a powerful useful piece of work that helps you lift to a different vibration or to pull in a vibration because like I have a specific drumming that I do that spirit tells me is about opening chakras and that's all that it is um and every once in a while I'm drumming and then all of a sudden I notice that that's what I'm doing and apparently I'm my own higher self has told me it's time to fix some shit within yourself you know, and I, I find that I'm doing that. And sometimes I just do that and I'm sending the energy out to the world because that's what I'm doing. Sometimes it just depends on where spirit's taking me as to what kind of union, communion that we're having at the moment. And I may understand it because I'm in a merge and stuff, but somebody else may not. Right. I mean, and and why not? Like my drum, I I really did not think that it was going to be that big of a deal to me. And it took me a long time to learn how to, how to, how to drum it properly because it come with, you know, the little hand tool to drum with and that just didn't work. I mean, and then, so I tried to change it and repat it or I tried to use a deer antler. Hill Hippie gave me a bone once, you know, to try to use, um, actual skeleton bone <laughs> phrasing <laughs> it's a deer bone <laughs> not this particular one but that's how i found mine you know the way to drum uh drum my uh to beat on my drum properly it, my hand just didn't work uh making a mallet with a softer head just didn't work i needed that earthy bone on flesh sound Arr! mainly stupidity Arr! Stupidity. That would well, be that would be the grit of your bear. Hey, 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 don't piss him off. I'm not pissing him <laughs> off. It's your bear has a <sighs> old man. <clears throat> Let me just sit down and don't don't piss me off. Kind of <clears throat> very loving bear, but. <clears throat> 
<laughs> he's very set in his ways. <laughs> he, he, he's like the old man of bears, okay? But, I mean, yeah, it fits. It fits the bear's personality. Anyway, um... I wanted to say, I mean, for me, I noticed that the, that also, like for me, I had to draw on my drum. My drum has a painting of the tree of life turned into a woman holding a hand of like a little girl. And I didn't draw that. I drew that in a merge. And then I painted it with pokeweed. And I have benzoin oil smeared all into it so I have my own magical thing in it and when I drum I drum with my hand I don't use any instrument I actually drum either with the palm of my hand or with the underside of my nails so it just depends on what the what what I'm supposed to be doing at that time as to what comes out but was you just so we are we where are we at uh, it's time to transition. Okay, like I said, we're going to have to do a couple shows. It's all good. Yeah. Because we're long-winded that way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No denying that. All right, folks. I wish I was able to read this to you yesterday. But unfortunately, I was, I'm not able to. Ooh, pretty. <laughs> well done, E.K., well done, sir. Because <laughs> the sun is doing something pretty similar to that right about now. Well, actually, yesterday. On uh, May 13th at uh, 900 UTC. Surprise! A strong G3 geomagnetic storm is currently in progress thanks to an enhanced solar wind stream containing a sharply south-pointing BZ. Visible auroras is likely at middle and high latitudes if it's still dark outside. As in, it was making it down to the uh, down to the United States. I don't know if it quite dipped low enough, but the KZ hit seven, so there was a chance here in the United States of seeing auroras. It was we were being bombarded that hard. It was an interesting thing. Luckily, it was just from the solar wind storm, and it wasn't an actual coronal mass ejection, which you know makes uh, our satellites go. <laughs> but it was uh, filament eruptions that caused this in region 2741 that were observed by the Solar Dynamics Observatory during the past several days that uh, caused this uh, geomagnetic storm to happen. Luckily, it was uh, not one that was bad for the electronics and for our society. But for those of you who got to see it, I hope it was pretty. He hopes it was pretty. For those of you who are sensitives, that's why your head was killing you. More or less, it was probably bringing, for sensitives, a lot of headaches or exhaustion or irritability. It tends to come with the solar storms, especially the higher the ranking of them. So I've he heard all over from a lot of different people how people's heads been just for the last few days. And that was them picking up that energy. Now, in astrology... <laughs> Oh, astrology is just some funny shit, let me tell you. Um, this is mainly for, I wrote it for the 14th through the 21st, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to jump a little bit ahead. And I will go into uh, as much as I can until I run out of time. But the energy that is growing now is not going to stop, okay? It's going to continue to grow, continue to mature, and it is going to continue to grow straight up until the Lion's Gate which is pretty much around August 8th. And I'm being told from the 8th 
to, I think, the 28th, it's going to be like at all new high and pop, more or less, is the energy. It's just going to be rising, bringing out a whole lot of spiritual maturity, spiritual evolution within people, more or less. They're going to be evolving and starting to ascend and and whether they're ascending to a higher level of where they are, they're going to be awakening then. So there's going to be so much more going on uh, right up until that time. And it's starting now and it's not going to stop. And a lot of that has to do, I was just told by uh, spirit, it is going to be physical growth within your life, even though at the time it may feel like it's difficult situations that are happening because they're forcing that physical growth to happen. And this, I say this, because I was being told to go back and do my homework, go back and do my homework, go back and do my homework. There was something I was misunderstanding as I started to get into the astrology. And that's because Lilith has moved into Pisces. And I was not realizing Lilith is going to be in Pisces until February 2nd of 220. So 2220, which Lilith in Pisces <coughs> is bringing a whole new level of understanding. Let's understand what Lilith is because Lilith is definitely going to be putting a lot of energy out there for the rest of this year. And on a universal level, Lilith has moved into Pisces, which is universally that universal 12th house. <laughs> it's universally that 12th house where 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 one? our secrets are. Is it that one? No. No? Over there? I don't know. Okay. <laughs> It's, it's, it's where our secrets are, our denial is, our dormant, our skeletons in the closet. It's where we lie to ourselves and others about stuff. Pisces wants everything to be beautiful and compassionate and happy, and they want to believe that things are good even when they know damn well it's not. And this is where Pisces gets screwed over a lot. Because you already know when somebody's a shitty person, but you're trying to give them a chance. Pisces is the energy that's going to bring home the, the stray dog. Pisces is a person who, who the stray, the energy that's going to bring home the homeless, homeless person when maybe you know deep down that they're a druggie and they're going to cause all kinds of problems. Okay, so this is where you want to be compassionate, but sometimes you should listen to your inner knowing because you know that you shouldn't. It's in your best interest. Pisces is ruled by Neptune. And Neptune is where fantasy smacks you in the face with harsh reality. It's where magic is created. Now, Lilith has just moved in here, and she's going to be here until 2 220, February 2nd of 220. So, first off, that's going to speak to you of the number of two of spiritual growth, harmony, and balance within your own self. But let's understand, Lilith is, first off... If you can understand this, you'll understand the whole freaking week, more or less. Because this is what this is coming down to. is different energies that Lilith is putting out. Um, Lilith is... She, she's considered your dark moon. She's, she's a very feminine, masculine energy. She's... I'm going to do what I damn well please and ain't nobody going to stop me. She's the one that was known as, for Adam and Eve's... She was Adam's first wife, the one who was like, I'm not putting up with this asshole and I'm leaving. <laughs> and more or less was like, I don't care what God said if you want to look at it from that point of view. I'm leaving. Hey, most of us have exes like that. 
Well, exactly. So, uh, so Lilith is this energy. She can be a very positive energy for helping you find your power, but then she can accidentally, if you've come too much into her energy, trip right into ego. So when we're looking at her being in this universal 12th house, she wants to heal, but she refuses to. She is going to start touching base on all of those addictions and patterns that you refuse to realize are not soulfully serving you. She is going to be wanting the healing, but she doesn't want to lose herself in this time. And she's afraid if she changes, she loses herself. So therefore, she will fight you because this is the energy she's going to be putting into everybody as they're trying to move forward. So this is going to be an eager, an inward face-off that she's forcing you to really sift through how spiritually mature are you willing to grow and, and take yourself. With that being said, there are grand trines every other day this week. So that means that there are very harmonious energies coming in to be helpful. This is going to be an incredibly intense week. You, the week ends with it being a full moon in Scorpio. And this whole week is leading up to that full moon in Scorpio. First off, you have Venus moving into Taurus on the 15th, which is tomorrow, with Uranus, Mercury, and the sun. Now, this is important. This makes Taurus the universal second house, which is our idea of heaven. This is our idea of heaven, our self-worth, our self-value, our self-esteem. Taurus wants luxury. Taurus wants all the beautiful things in life, and it wants to enjoy. It doesn't want to change. It wants, it wants to just be happy for crying out loud. It wants the sexual, wonderful energy. It wants the loving energy. It's full of abundance. It's an unstoppable force. But here's the key. You only have the sun and Mercury there to help. Bring this conversation forward for one week because it moves on the 21st, both the sun and Mercury. Venus moving into Taurus is going to be bringing up extra sensitivities about your self-worth, your self-value, your self-esteem, how you can illuminate that and make yourself shine and communicate to the outer world. But you only have one week to listen to this because sun and Mercury are leaving the sign in exactly one week on the 21st. Then you also have Mars on the 15th moving into Cancer, bringing it closer to the North Node in Juno. So your inner warrior, your inner passion, action, aggression, sexual energy, and SWAT team of who and what you are is moving closer to the North Node. The North Node tells you everything you need to know to move forward. If you don't learn those lessons, you don't move forward. And it's bringing you closer to Juno, which is sacrificing commitment. So your inner warrior, your passion, action, aggression, is moving into that universal fourth house of how you are nesting within yourself, how you're healing your karmic deeds within yourself, how you're healing the self, the home of who and what you are. You can't get away from who and what you are. So these energies are very much coming in very powerful in the middle of the week. And then they're going to tap off as you get to the 18th when you have this Scorpio full moon. And Scorpio is, this whole week is about will you rebirth? Will you rebirth or will you not? Because Scorpio's energy is fertility. It is mystery of the magic itself. But it's 
birth, death, and rebirth. It is regeneration. So this energy all week long is building you to, will you regenerate? Will you rebirth? Because Scorpio is going to bring in an intensity to it come this weekend. Don't forget, prior to that, it's going to move through Libra. Libra is got Pallas there. It's got Halmea there. It's got Make Make there. And the moon will be there just before it goes into Scorpio. So this is Thursday and Friday's energy. So this is your collective consciousness asking you where you are on the growth of the lotus flower within your life. Are you in the muddy, murky water? Can you not see past the shit in front of your face? Because you're still in the muddy, murky water. And if so, why the fuck are you still there? Why haven't you changed direction yet? Why haven't you shifted? Because this is where it's getting to. Speaking to Athena, the warrior goddess, is why haven't you used her strategic thinking to move you in a new direction within your relationships, starting with the relationship you have with yourself and then outwardly with everything that is important to you. So this energy is definitely picking on you about making you step up and evolve and Get out of your comfort zone. Because if you're sticking with those patterns that you've always been stuck to, if you're sticking with your bad addictions that you've become comfortable in, then you're not evolving. And when it hits Scorpio, it's going to fall apart on you. Basically, the week is set for you to either move forward and start to birth new beginnings or for everything from your past to come forward and smack you right in the fucking face. That is the way this week is set up. In your face. Yes, in your face. Because Scorpio is the energy. If if you're in love and you just met somebody, then you're all ooey-gooey, soft and chewy, and you're like, yay! And love is all wonderful. It's full of agape love and whoopie-doo and yay, stupid shit. Like, you get Shut up. When you're with, when you're with somebody new. Ooey-gooey, soft, soft and chewy. <laughs> But sounds like you need a towel. <laughs> That's kind of the idea. <laughs> if you're happy and love and you're all on that level of just yay, then you're gonna be incredibly <laughs> You're gonna be incredibly yay. But if you've been feeling the anger and the betrayal and the deceit then you're going to flip out and go overboard come this weekend. If you if, if you haven't started to put any of these energies and truths about yourself in check by the time Scorpio full moon hits. So I'm letting you know that's, that's a major forewarning. But the 14th, the 16th, and the 18th, you have a grand trine every other day that's shifting into new energies, which are supporting the change. It's the sun and Mercury and Taurus speaking to the moon and Libra and in Virgo and Libra, speaking to Saturn and Pluto. That's all about sifting through your intuition and changing and helping communicate a new change within those relationships and new walls and boundaries. Then on the 16th, you have Mars and Cancer speaking with Lilith with about the healing that you're having trouble undergoing, speaking with the moon about sifting through the intuition about knowing what it is you have to change. And then on the 18th, you have the North Node in Cancer with Juno speaking to Neptune then speaking to the moon again that's actually coming in with that full moon on Scorpio. So this is a magical time to rebirth. The question is, will you? With that being said, I got nothing left to say.
That's a first. <laughs> but with that being said, I love you guys, and we will hear from you, see you, whatever, all that good stuff when you tune in next week, and we'll be going over some more wonderful tools. And don't forget to check out Lady Stars and Fire for all the uh, wonderful services she provides. And through her website, you can find us, uh, our links to Patreon, our uh, Teespring store. And check us out on Facebook. Leave us comments. Uh, email me at hillhippie at fxbgpr.com. And let us know any gripes you have or things you want to say positive or show ideas. Yeah, show ideas. And become a patron. They're awesome. You can get all kinds of videos, man, for cheap. Dollar a month, man. Yeah, cheap. You can't buy four bananas for a dollar a month. <laughs> we love you guys. May all your journeys be safe ones. Bye. It sounds really good in there. <laughs>